It's time once again for the Passion to Succeed podcast, where we explore the traits, mindsets, and attitudes of passionate and successful individuals. This show is for anyone who wants to make a difference, make more money, learn from the greatest minds, and discover how to be more successful in all you do and doing it with a pure passion to succeed. Here's your host, serial entrepreneur, successful author, and the world's most passionate master coach, Craig White. Hey guys, um, I am buzzing today. Uh, you'll be able to see if you're watching the, the video, if you are streaming this audio through iTunes, SoundCloud or Stitcher, you've got absolutely no idea who our guest is today. Uh, but I am really stoked um, to have this guy. We're, we're colour-coordinated, coincidentally. Uh, we're both Liverpool fans. We both have a love for network marketing and we are in burgundy shirts today. But it's a, a huge pleasure uh, to introduce a guy that is really having a global impact on the network marketing industry right now, has done for the last couple of years and really just building momentum. So a huge welcome to the one and only Mr. Fraser Brooks. Welcome to the show, dude. Uh, good to be here, mate. How you doing? Yeah, epic, mate. Really, really cool. How are you? Yeah, loving life, mate. I can't believe we actually colour coordinated it. Like, <laughs> it. It pretty much nailed on exact same colour, uh, which is it's just awesome. Mate, it's always a pleasure to speak to you. The value that you put out there is just amazing. Uh, and it really, really, really helps the fact that you're a Liverpool fan as well. Right. Um, it's just it's, it's just made to be, isn't it? Right. Um, you in a collaboration here, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's it, man. That's it. I'm just grateful for you and your friendship, mate. And for those of you who, who are listening who don't know, Craig, they don't really know the story, I suppose, but Craig recently spoke at my event, which is the, the biggest generic event in network marketing um, in Europe. And he probably had about five days' notice, maybe, maybe less. Um, I was like, Craig, uh, do you fancy it? You're up for it? He was like, yeah, how long have you got? I told him how long. And he was like, yeah, go on then. Uh, like, why not? Let's do it. And I absolutely smashed it. Everyone loved it. It was so good. The feedback's been amazing. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm just so grateful for you for that. Because that was like, that was crazy. <laughs> Real crazy. Hey, mate, I, I mirror the gratitude. It was, uh, it, was, uh, it was a pleasure to be asked. And I think, you know, I remember saying whilst she was on the stage, I mean, the event was mind-blowing. Um, and, you know, really excited. We've got, uh, we got a big group of team coming to, to uh, SS3, uh, which is really exciting this year. But, I, you know, almost I remember saying from stage, I'm thinking, why, why wasn't I at the SS1, you know? Um, uh-huh. It was, mate, you ran a, a truly exceptional event. And, um, yeah, it was, it was really great to be a part of it. So, look, I mean, a lot of people won't know. I mean, I, I've known you for years. I remember meeting you many, many, many years ago. And then you went on this uber uh, successful path of building a global business which you've often shared you know to your experiences of how you built that team and, and that mindset and, and and really obviously how you've met Svetlana as well going back in you know, I don't know how many years that is now dude but Seven, man. many many years ago and um, it's great really looking at your trajectory um, not just as a network marketer but now coming away and really influencing networking as a whole as a as probably the, what I would consider the number one trainer in the industry today, mate. I, I love listening to your stuff. I know the team love it. And you um, really are coming from a place of value and sincerity and authenticity. Mm-hmm. And I think that's difficult. You know, I think, you know, don't mind me saying that. I see a lot of people over the years being in the industry for, you know, as long as yourself. You see a lot of people that talk the talk but have never really walked the walk. Really good. 
to know that you have and know that you engaged and you engage with people right now today. Um, yeah, and I think I think I think it's key. I think it's uh, a lot of people have got the wrong intentions, and I, there's something. Obviously, a lot of people know the term ROI, which is return on investment. I believe the key actually is return on intention. If you have good intentions, your return will be good. If you have bad intentions, your your return will be bad. It's a, such a simple change of word, but like if you're like for me. I am in this so long term because I'm coming from a place of giving back to the industry. Like yourself, you've been around it such a long time. I've been around it my entire life. And it's all I, it's all I know. It's all I talk about with my dad. It's all I talk about with my mom. It's all I talk about people know me for. It's like, and I love it. And I think a lot of people come and say like, hey, Fraser, like, how do you really find your passion? I think passion is a lot of a, a really good, sexy passion is, is understanding what you enjoy talking about, what you enjoy doing and what actually you can get paid for. And I think it was Zig Ziglar. People get it confused if it's Zig Ziglar or Jim Rohn. But I think it was Zig Ziglar who said, if you help enough people get what they want, you'll eventually get what you want. And that actually was the big turning point for me when I, when I really just started focusing, you know what, I don't really care what happens to me. I'm just going to focus on what happens to other people. And my mission story became louder than my commission story. Uh, and things just went from another, le another level so much so. I don't even know how much money I earn on a weekly, monthly, quarterly basis until the accountant says, hey, you need to send an information. We've got a meeting coming up. And then they tell me the breakdown. And I'm like, all right, that was, it felt good. It felt like a good year. Like, that sounds great. But um, to be able to live like that at 31 years old is pretty, uh, pretty insane. Um, yeah, starting to build a legacy already, which is kind of crazy. But it's, uh, it all started from being a complete and utter disaster, you know? Now it's just falling in love with helping other people get what they want, and you do really do get what you want. It's crazy. Do you, do you find that it's, uh, it's fascinating? Because I think a lot of people would, would kind of look at you on stage or even on your lives or, or right now listening to the Zoom, and like you just got your shit together. Excuse my language, right? But you, <laughs> just in the groove, you, you're coming from a place of, um, as you said, intention and value. But it wasn't always like that. And I think sometimes, you know, people don't know the pain or the trials and the tribulations because success is not in the moments when you're on the stage or you're, you're here. It's when no one else is watching. It's in the moments of decision, isn't it? When you mm -hmm. either do or not to. So yeah. I remember you tell, I don't even want to tell the story. People have probably heard it, but I know you, the first time you got up to speak, um, it's almost that common philosophy of your brain sits back down, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, I, I, rem I remember, like, a lot of people come to me and say, like, oh, Fraser, like, I see you traveling all over the world. Like, I'd love to live that life. And my answer is, you wouldn't have loved to have lived the life I lived before I got into this game. Like, it was, it was dark. It, 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 it was dark. It was empty. It was just, it, it was the complete opposite to what it is now. It was massive insecurities, massive introversy, um, huge like loss of like, I had no purpose. There was no passion. There was no vision. There was, there was no nothing. Um, girlfriends like didn't happen. Like that didn't, going outside was like rare. It was just, it was just bizarre. It was just really bizarre. And it all started from me just making a decision. I thought I've had enough of this. Like, I can't live my life like this. Um, I've had the like, fear of missing out. Um, FOMO. And I, I just made a decision and I committed to it. And I remember, I remember saying, I can't remember if it was my dad or like another mentor, but I remember saying, you know what, I'm going to give it a year. I'm going to just give it a year. And they turned around to me and said, when you get married, 
and you're at the altar and you're looking at your, your wife-to-be and the guy, you know, the priest, the vicar, whatever, comes and says, like, will you take this, this woman to be your lawfully wedded wife? Are you going to turn around to her, nudge her in the ribs and go, listen, love, I'm going to give you a year. If you're a good wife for a year, then we'll carry it on. If not, and I was like, yeah, we don't need to give it a year. We need to give it whatever it takes. It's, it's true though, isn't it? If you commit, you, you commit to making it work. There's too much success in network marketing for it not to work for you. And my dad always says, it's phrase, network marketing works 100% of the time for 100% of people who give it the time. Yeah. And I think making the decision, committing to it, but then having the courage, that's what a lot of people miss. A lot of people aren't listening, might think, yeah, I've made a decision. I want to make my business work. I've committed to making it work, but it still hasn't worked for me. And it's because you're too scared of reaching out to two people instead of one. You're too scared of reaching out to five strangers instead of like four. You're too scared of getting on stage. You're too scared of doing this. I, hope, I totally get it. I've been there. Um, and then sometimes as mentors, we have to push people into the deep end. So I remember there was an event. It was at the Crew Hall Hotel. For any of you, you guys have been done an event at the Crew Hall. It's, it's a pretty, pretty nice place to do, it, to do an event. There's about 300 people there. The back row was full of my mates. I was 21, 22 at the time. All my mates are there. You know, we're all like lads who just like to go to the pub and just like, you're never going to be sensitive. You're never going to, you're never going to cry in front of your mates. Like you just don't, you got to be, you got to be like, yeah, come on lad. Like, yeah, you know, we're dead strong. We don't cry. We don't, you know, nothing comes out of our eyes. Like sort of that. And I remember my dad coming on stage and saying, I'm the next speaker all the way from my house is my son, Fraser Brooks. And everyone looked at me, my, my mates were like, there's no way he's speaking. And I was like, yeah, there's no way I'm speaking. I was like, dad, no, I need a poo. Like, I need, I need to go to the toilet. Like, like, I'm no way. Walked up the center aisle. Everyone's like, what's he going to say? What's he going to say? I get on stage. He gives me the microphone. I hold the microphone at the bottom end of the microphone. And you can visually see it from the back row, kind of like wobble from left to, light, to, left to right. Um, and I just broke down. My phobia was so big. I just, no words came out. I just broke down into tears. And even today, 10, 11 years on, my mates say like, hey, Fraser, you know when you speak on stage around the world, do you still cry? I'm like, oh, brutal. And my answer is like, what are you doing on Monday? They're like, oh, I'm in work. I'm like, huh, for you. Uh, it's, you know, it's all banter. But yeah, the beginning, the beginning was uh, interesting, but everyone's got to start somewhere, don't they, so. So, how, so, how, so from your experience, and obviously you're talking about that courage, hmm. you know, so the, you know, there'll be an abundance of, of listeners that are already connected to, to network marketing, which will be a, you know, obviously probably a high percentage of the listeners, but there'll also be a lot of people that are just entrepreneurs hmm. in the age of the entrepreneur, which obviously we find ourselves in now. And I think more and more people are probably more courageous. I think the world's waking up a little bit, but, you know, actually there is a better way. Mm-hmm. But generally, you know, just knowing there's a better way, like you said, and saying I'm committed and actually doing something with that is, as you said, the courage. So, you know, from your experience and knowledge of supporting, pushing people in the deep end, as you said, what, what would your, your advice be for people to find the courage? So I think one of the things that people can take and act, like Craig, I love actionable steps. I love things that you can go away after listening to this, whether you're in the car, on the train, in your house. If you are listening, by the way, just shout out randomly, I'm listening. Just, just go do it. Okay, there we go. Just randomly, right? Let's just give that a go. Um, that might be awkward if you're on a train or something. I'm listening, right? Um, but one of the things I want you to do is a lot of people do vision boards and goal set and visualize. 
I believe there's no point in visualizing unless you're gonna test drive. Like you visualize, then you test drive. So what I want you to do, this, is, this helps with courage because you get off your backside. You want a five bedroom detached house. You want a Bentley convertible. You want a Rolex watch. You want a Louis Vuitton handbag for your wife. And you want a Chihuahua puppy, right? Five things. Actually, I don't think I want any of those five things. So I don't even know why I've just chose those five things. But yeah, what I want you to do is I want you to go to the estate agent and I want you to book a viewing of the five bedroom house. Yep. I want you to go to the Bentley dealership and I want you to sit in the Bentley. I want you to go to Rolex and I want you to try on the Rolex. I want you to go to the Louis Vuitton and I want you to find the handbag that you want. I want you to go and find a dog breeder who sells chihuahuas. Because too many people visualize a big game, but they don't actually play a big game. And I think just doing that will give you the courage to actually go out and do things that you necessarily wouldn't do. I think that's, that's definitely the first step. I think the second step is going out there and finding an accountability partner. Uh, someone who agrees to be strong with you and strict with you because honesty is so much better than being tough. If I have an accountability partner and they say, oh, well done, well done, that's not an accountability partner, that's a cheerleader. You don't need cheerleaders, you need real leaders. People who are going to say to you, you know what, Craig, like, good effort today, but step it up tomorrow. You know, like, oh, yeah, well, you, haven't spoke to, you haven't spoke to five people this week. What have you been doing? Oh, I've been in my head. Well, fire your brain, hire your heart. Like, let's go. Like, send me, as soon as you send that person that message, I want you to screenshot it to you. Half an hour later, where's the screenshot? Like, where is it? I think, I think mentorship is one of the keys to success in network marketing. I also think it's a dying art. There's a lack of mentors. There's, a, there's an abundance of all these people who are going live and broadcasting, but the, there's a lack of mentors, a huge lack of people who are actually taking the time to build people up. So I would definitely go and test drive stuff, and I would definitely go get an accountability partner. Those are the two things that I would, I would really focus on working on to, to build your courage in like a kind of a backdoor way. Yeah, no, do you know, I love that. And you kind of give me flashbacks. And, you know, it's funny, you were doing, I think you were doing a live, like in the last day or two, Fraser. And um, you mentioned, in fact, actually, you were driving. I think you were on the way to uh, check out the SS5 venue. Yeah. And, um, yeah, the, which is, you know, exciting. So that's you obviously acting as if and visualizing, but test driving, you know, again, walking your talk. Mm -hmm. And it was just really funny. I don't know if it was on Sunday I was watching it because I'd actually just been to look at a five-bedroom house and it just made me laugh. <laughs> but it's true though isn't it yeah 100% but I think sometimes like, I, I go back you know I'll just share this with you quickly because I remember um, test driving a Porsche 911 Carrera 4 that, that's my, that was on my that's on my dream board oh uh, mate I walked into this garage and I could not afford it for toffee yeah I was in ripped jeans I had nice. a baseball cap on back to front I'd been actually out kind of like old school prospecting doing flyers with a guy in the local area and there was just a Porsche garage there Mm -hmm. I walked in and I, and I kid you not, I have got my wallet, I'll show you. I walked in and this guy, Michael, treated me like a real person, but I felt well out of place because I knew that I couldn't afford a BMW, let alone a 911 at that point. Mm -hmm. But this guy treated me like a real person, took me out on a test drive, didn't judge me, and he, and he gave me his business card and I made a decision there and then when I grew up a Porsche, I was getting it from him just because of the way he made me feel. Yeah. I think it was two years later, maybe three, I went in and whilst we were signing the paperwork for it, it was a 911 Carrera, um, I pulled out the business card and this guy's like, he was just emotionally um, charged. Yeah. Anyway, we went, I went out and test drove a 911 Turbo three months ago. Guess who, guess who was there? No way. Oh, Michael, yeah. 
oh. but I've got this bit, and I'm like, mate, this is just history repeating itself. That's <laughs> but I'm going to show you this because I just think this is cool. It's this a cardboard cutout. It's a cardboard cutout of Michael. <laughs> <laughs> this is the invoice for the car that I test drove with the date on it. That's see, that's magic. Mental, isn't it? So I just that's magic. See, but mate, that's what people. And how did you feel when you left the Porsche garage? You know, you went in. And you were like, you were like, I feel well out of place. This isn't right. This just feels awkward. He tre- he treated you like a legend. Um, and then you walked out. How did you feel when you walked out? You're just on fire, aren't you? You feel yeah. you've got. It's almost like you've overcome that initial mm-hmm. hurdle that's on the inside, but not real. Yeah, and that's. I think that's the whole point. It's seeing yourself. It's seeing yourself and going, "This is mine one day." And I just it people. I, and you know what? Again, I love visualizing. Massive fan, vision boards, all that. I just feel that people, there's a lack of people test driving what they want, yeah. you know? And even if it's like, oh, but, but I can't test drive my holiday to Bora Bora. Well, you just go and you ask, you do a post on social media and you ask who's been to Bora Bora. One person asks and you get on a Zoom call with them and say, I just want to know your experience. And they go, it is insane. And then it then makes you want to go even more. Um, it's like, yeah, it's just little things people can do really that just helps them have that breakthrough. No, mate, I love it. I love it. So I think you, you mentioned obviously cheerleaders and, and real leaders and mm. obviously like mentorship being a dying heart. Mm. And I guess, I don't know, you said, you said a minute ago, something, you know, get it. So, you know, get out of your head and get into your heart. Do you think mm. like true mentorship comes from that genuine desire and vibe to actually really give a damn about other people's success? Yeah. I think people really need to really need to, like for me, if I'm looking at, if I'm looking for a mentor, let's say I'm, I'm let's say I'm six months into network marketing. Um, I've been on all the trainings. I've been to maybe a couple of events. I've got my list. I've spoke to a few people. Maybe I've had one yes. I've got a distributor who's quit. Maybe a couple of customers. And you know, I know I want to do it, but I'm not having the success. Chances are, being completely honest, your upline is probably not the mentor for you. Why? Because 97% of uplines are either not capable of mentoring you or are not active. And when I say not capable, I mean, they're capable to give you the basics and stuff, but they're not capable to get you to where you want to get to because they're not where they want to, they're not where you want to get to yet. That's just the way the network marketing work, industry works. So if I'm looking for a mentor, I'm looking for someone who is where, I, is where I'm at or where I want to get to, um, sorry, is where I want to get to, um, is someone who genuinely actually cares and has the time for me, but, I'm only looking for someone who's going to work with me if I show them that, that I deserve their time. A lot of people go, oh, I'm not successful because I don't have a mentor. But what are you doing on a daily basis to make that person go, I really want to mentor this person? There's so many action takers in network marketing who I look, look at on social media and go, I would love to mentor them. Yeah. I would love, because if I could just mentor them just a little bit, they would have a massive breakthrough in Jim Rohn, one of my favorite things, I think this is huge for everyone, that Jim Rohn says is true success is measured by the number of people who mention your name in their testimonial. And for me, when I heard that the first time when I was like four years old or something ridiculous like that, and noting it down, I've got it in my, one of my journals somewhere. I'm like, I can hardly even write. It's ridiculous. I think it spelled it backwards. It was, it was so bad. Maybe it was five or six. And it all comes back to that. As, as a network marketer, you sh- your biggest goal should be how many testimonials am I going to be on the company convention when people are walking across the stage and saying, hello, and I recommend all teams do this at their team events. Hello, uh, my name's Bob Jones. I'm, I'm a mentored by, boom, boom, boom. 
and I'm, I'm from Liverpool. Because if you always mention who you're mentored by, what it does is it creates this culture in your organization of, I want to mentor everyone because when they do get the success, if I have four people walk across the stage going, great white, great white, great white, great white. It's like, whoa, great, great's a beast. You feel great at the back of the stage because you're seeing people on the front of the stage and they're obviously appreciating back, back to you. So I just think mentorship needs to be a big focus in 2020, 21, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25. Next five years at least, it needs to be a big thing. That's, that's how people succeeded the years ago and now it's coming back around full circle. There's a lot of, uh, lot of blind leading the blind at the moment. Um, I completely agree with you, mate. I think, you know, it did go through a stage where it was kind of, you know, throw enough mud at the wall and hope that it sticks. And I just, I mean, it's never stopped uh, well with me. You know, I've been lucky, like uh, yourself, you know, to be mentored by, by my parents, like you have been yours. Yeah. You know, with that comes a, a natural edification of loving to be a part of that. Um, mm -hmm. uh, and also getting the right advice. So, so yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm conscious of our time together today, mate. And I, I know you've uh, you are just about to launch. I dare you to. Mm -hmm. What made you want to write a book? When you first you got you did. I dare you. You know, obviously being you know epic. Um, mm -hmm. What what was behind the passion for that? You know, because you deliver a lot. You know, why why a book? And why why another one? It was a mis <laughs> it was mate. I know it was a complete it was it was a complete mistake. You know, it was. Um, so I got into net marketing training and I, I, all I wanted to do was make courses and do Facebook lives. That was my initial plan. It was, I'm just going to do Facebook lives for exposure and I'm going to sell courses on the back end. And it, if I, you know, if I can, if I can get some, you know, if I, it was about, if I was thinking, if I can do this, the fulfillment level would be so high. If I could just make like three or 4,000 a month, I'd be like super excited about that. And that's going from a huge income down to that. So that'd be like a huge pay, pay, pay drop, but the fulfillment level would be massive and I'd be a servant to the industry, which again, as Jim Rohn says, serving, serving the many leads to greatness, blah, 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 blah. So I, I started doing these lives and, and teams started to reach out to me. This is in 2000, beginning of 2017. Teams started to reach out to me and said like, hey, Fraser, can you come speak at my event? And I was like, yeah, sure. So how much do you charge? I said, I'll do it for free. All I ask for is, you know, like an hour on the stage and then proper edification. Like, don't just say like, oh, we've got some guy. I remember going to the first event. It was in Manchester. There was about 300 people there, maybe a little bit more. And about three or four people knew, knew how I was. I was just at the back of the room. They introduced me, edified me. It was great. Did the bit. And obviously after it, there was a lot more attention. Like, oh my God, that was amazing. That was amazing. That was amazing. So I was like, went home. I was like buzzing. I did about 15 events all over the UK and couple of parts, couple outside of the UK, completely free. I even paid for the travel. And I was like, this, this speaking thing, there's a lack of speakers here. Like, I, I, think, I think I'm pretty good at it. Like, I can do this. So I charged a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. Then someone, I don't even know who it was, someone says, have you got a book? I said, no, like, you know, I've got to admit, I'm, I'm a big watcher and listener. I don't read so, so much. I know they say leaders are readers. I always say leaders are seeders. Like, I'd rather plant a seed than read a book. That's just, that's just always been my, and I'm an author. So saying that's a little bit like, whoa, what are you doing? But um, so I was, so I thought, you know what? What I'm going to do is I'm going to take my keynote presentation and I'm going to turn it into a book. I'm just going to get it transcribed. I'm going to get it. I'm going to edit it. I'm going to walk through it, read through it, see if it's relevant still. Yeah, boom, 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 boom. And I created, obviously, I dare you. So I launched it. And since I launched it, I can't explain what's happened it's like people are like, oh, you're an author. Like, oh my God, 
So when I'm out now in public, like if someone, if I go to someone and say, it happened the other day, I, I always test this. When two people ask me, what is it you do? I tell one, I'm a network marketing trainer. And they go, all right, cool. I tell the other, I'm an author. Oh, what book? What's it about? Can I get it? Is it on Amazon? Wow, that's great. I've never met an author before. It's like, it's like a 45 minute conversation. So I was like, you know what? I have so many keynotes. I'm just going to do, I'm going to get, I'm going to get one keynote a year and I'm going to transcribe it and then add on to it. So I, do, I dare you was 2019. I double dare you was 2020. I triple dare you is going to be um, 2021. I quadruple dare. No, I'm stopping it. I triple dare you. Um, we'll see, mate. You'll keep going. <laughs> no, I've got that. Yeah, so, so I don't know. It was just, it was, it was a mistake because it was just doing all these keynotes. And I, I literally, I dare everyone who are listening, who's listening to this, this, this podcast or whatever it might be. I dare you to create a keynote. Like, and I, I genuinely believe you should have a 30 minute version, a one hour version, a three hour version and a three day version. And that sounds ridiculous, but I could open any chapter of this book right now and do a 30 minute training without even thinking about it. I could, I could do a three hour training on the whole book or I could do a three day workshop on the, the whole book. That is the mastery of the keynotes where you just expand it. And so um, I've just been able to master that and the book is something that I look at and it's been over a year now since I launched that. It has my name on it and I still don't, I don't, I've not looked at it yet and gone, I'm flipping proud of that because I've just not, I've just not reflected on it just yet. But as I'm looking at it here, I'm, I'm looking at it thinking, you know what, like fair play. Not many people have got two books, let alone one. And it's just, uh, it all comes back. It's not even my book on the hairs on my arms are standing up, dude. Because well, you, you, should, you should be proud, man. It's having yeah. a global impact. And, well, mate, it, it, all come, it all comes down to what we said at the beginning. I decided to write it. Yep. I committed to writing it. And I had the courage to actually publish in it. Yep. Um, I think that's what a lot of people need to get. They really understand that three-step process. It's so simple to tick them off. But people will stumble at courage. They just will. Hey, mate, beautiful. And, and I Dare You Too is out uh, in, in March. In March, yeah. Third of March, yeah, man. Good on, mate. Happy days. So, look, let's, let's wrap up. You know, we're in 2020. It's the year that if anyone's going to turn a vision into some kind of platform or reality, you know, it's a, there's a congruence, isn't there? 20, 2020. Yeah. And, you know, what, what's your... What's your biggest call to action takeaway for people to go, right, come on, you want to turn your life into the, the abundance that you were born to have. What, what do they need to be focused on this year, Fraser? So what I would do is I would get a massive piece of paper, huge, biggest, biggest one you could find, lay it down on the kitchen table, get your family involved and write down absolutely everything that's in your head right now. Like brain dump on the biggest scale possible. Get your kids to go on one side, get get you and your husband to go on the other side and just look from an aerial view, look at everything that's on that piece of paper and then start to circle the absolute fundamental ones that you want. The absolute, it, it could be all sorts of stuff. This is going to help you with overwhelm to begin with, but it's also going to help you with the whole visualizing. Um, I want you to pick three to five things that you all agree on as a family. And I want you to start to create a plan of how you're going to get it. I then want you to go to your mentor. If you don't have one, find one, get one, whether they're cross-line, up-line, down-line, external, whatever. Um, and I want you to say, listen, this year I have to make these three things happen. Like this is what it's going to take 
what what do I need to do? I'll do whatever it is. And it's music to a mentor's ears when someone says, I'll do whatever it takes, just tell me what to do. Um, then the second step is actually flipping doing it. Um, and I think, that, I think that's just the key. It's getting clarity on what you really want, getting focused on what you really want, but getting the buy-in from the whole family. If, it, if, if, if a family is something that you guys listening have got, um, and just make it, make a rule. I have, I have a one-to-one rule. It's, a, it's actually probably going to be my fourth book uh, because everyone keeps reminding me about it. It's, it's kind of crazy. But for every one hour of personal development you take, you need to match it with one hour of activity. It's so simple, but so many people learn, 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 and don't do, do, do. Like, oh, I watched a great video. Oh, have you seen that Netflix documentary about Tony Robbins? It's amazing. It's like an hour and a half. It's really great. How much? How many calls have you made in the last hour and a half then? Oh, like none. Okay, so how much? Like, you do one hour of activity or personal development. You should not read a single book or listen to another episode of a podcast until you do one hour of activity. If you follow that one-to-one, in a year, your business will be in a situation where you can't even imagine where it will be um, just because you've taken one step at a time. Left foot, right foot, left foot, right foot, left foot, right foot. So, yeah, take action. Learn more. Do more. You'll have more, but get clarity on what it is. So, yeah, I'm just uh, I'm pumped for everyone who actually takes takes the time to actually do the work. Hey, mate. Well, I'm I'm uh, I'm pumped to have you online with us today. It's uh, it's an absolute pleasure. Hey, guys, if you are for some bizarre reason not already connected with, <laughs> Come on. get over to to FraserBrooks.com. Uh, what's your podcast uh, show? You got a podcast on iTunes? It's uh, yeah, it's a Network Marketing Ninja uh, with Fraser Brooks. If you type in Network Marketing on the, on the podcast, Apple Podcast, or on Spotify, it should come up. Uh, but what I'm really excited to say is that probably after you've listened to this, you'll be able to catch part two where we're going to flip sides around and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of pull the gold out of this guy right here uh, so we can kind of con- continue this conversation. So yeah, head over there. You'll be able to find pod, uh, podcast episode two. Um, I'll also do a subscriber of the week as well. So if you listen, if you watch this one, listen to this one, and then listen to the second one, you'll have a chance of winning fifty dollars as well just for tuning in. Um, so yeah, that's pretty cool. Hey, that's pretty cool, mate. So get over to uh, Network Not Marketing Ninja with Fraser Brooks, buddy. It's a pleasure to chat with you. Um, and uh, again, really grateful for your time, mate. Have an amazing day and uh, let's crack on to the other side. Yeah, that's right, mate. Appreciate you. Thanks, if you guys. enjoyed today's show, we would appreciate it if you would like. Most people share through social media. Then subscribe, rate and provide a review over at iTunes and SoundCloud. That's all for today. Thank you for joining us. The Passion to Succeed show is brought to you by passiontosucceed.com. Get over to the website, subscribe, and join the community of passionate people. Thank you.